This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. Once they enter the environment, they are persistent, they don't break down. In fact, they bioaccumulate in the ecosystems that they enter and they bioaccumulate in our bodies. So in other words, this is a water quality problem that is widespread and which will be with us for a very long time. That's Eric Yege, WQA's Technical Affairs Director, talking about the very real problems posed by PFAS. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 335. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to WQA Radio so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with somebody on your team or perhaps somebody uh, that you know. We're publishing this on September 6th of 2023. Find us at wqa.org and on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X. In this episode, we're going to be highlighting for you the new WQA PFAS portal for water treatment professionals. We'll talk about uh, all of this with our technical affairs team, Director Eric Yegi and Technical Affairs Manager, Brianna Pazadic. You'll hear about the resources we offer to understand PFAS, the downloadable dealer's guide, a leave behind for customers, and a guide for how to talk to homeowners and renters about PFAS. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. Now on to the PFAS portal on WQA Radio. exciting that WQA has a new PFAS portal on the WQA website and to talk about it in this podcast of WQA radio are Eric Yegi, WQA's technical affairs director and Brianna Pazadic, the technical affairs manager at WQA. So welcome to you both. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Wes. Thanks for having us. We are going to begin uh, this whole discussion with the video that Eric hosts, that is uh, kind of the featured element of the PFAS portal, and it's uh, the five things you need to know about PFAS. So let's play that now, and then we'll talk a little bit later about the video and, and the other resources on this new PFAS portal. Water treatment professionals all across the world are fielding inquiries about a class of chemicals known as PFAS. And in this video, I'm going to explain five things every water treatment professional should know about this class of chemicals. Hi, I'm Eric Yegi, the Technical Affairs Director for the Water Quality Association. Number one, PFAS stands for per and polyfluorinated alkyl substances. These are man-made chemicals, meaning they are not created through natural chemical processes in the environment. These chemicals were unregulated for many decades, and no one can say exactly how many different PFAS there are. The latest estimates suggest that anywhere from 6,000 to 14,000 different forms of PFAS have been created. PFAS are extremely resistant to chemical, biological, and heat degradation. These unique properties make them very useful in our modern world. 
Number two, these chemicals are everywhere. PFAS are used in almost every industry. They are used in cosmetics, clothing, toilet paper, ski wax, non-stick cookware, food packaging, firefighting foam, dental floss, electronics, and many other products. And PFAS are found everywhere across the world. PFAS have been found at the North Pole, in Antarctica, at base camp at Mount Everest, in many different plants, animals, and fish. And virtually every person that has been tested for PFAS was found to have a cocktail of various PFAS chemicals in their blood. Number three, PFAS have found their way into our drinking water supplies. Once these chemicals enter surface waters and groundwater aquifers, the same properties which make them useful in a modern industrial world also make them very persistent in our water supplies. Number four, PFAS can cause serious health issues. Once PFAS enters the ecosystem, the unique properties of these chemicals will cause them to continually bioaccumulate in the ecosystem. And the same bioaccumulation is happening in our bodies. If you visit the EPA's website, you will see that peer-reviewed scientific studies have shown exposure to PFAS may cause reproductive impacts, developmental problems in children, increased risk of certain cancers, reduced effectiveness of the immune system, interference with hormones, and increased cholesterol or levels of obesity. And we know the most about two specific PFAS chemicals, PFOA and PFOS, that were voluntarily phased out of production in the U.S. by 2015. And we know the least about the next generation of PFAS chemicals which are currently in use. In fact, we don't even have a comprehensive list of which PFAS chemicals are currently in use. Number five, there are simple devices you can install to protect your customers from PFAS. The three technologies most commonly used to remove PFAS from drinking water are anion exchange, carbon filtration, and reverse osmosis or RO. Now, not all anion exchange and carbon systems and RO systems are designed to remove PFAS. In fact, most are not. The best practice is to look for systems that have been independently certified to remove PFAS. I hope this information has been helpful, and please reach out to WQA if you have any questions. All right, and again, that video is the featured video on our new PFAS portal on wqa.org. This is a site, Eric, designed primarily for dealers, but really any WQA member can gain a whole lot of information by looking through these resources. Let's talk about the video first of all. Um, how will you hope dealers can make use of it? Well, it's really just a, a very short primer, Wes, on what are these chemicals and why dealers should be paying attention to them in the water treatment space. Right, right. Yes, it's a good it's a good overview, as you say. And it really helps kind of if, if you're at all intimidated by PFAS and you've been hearing about PFAS and you're just not quite sure what to make of it, that video can almost uh, be somewhat reassuring that there is information, we have put it together, these are the things to know. So uh, of those five things, does one stand out more than, than any of the others? I think the most important thing for water treatment dealers to understand is that PFAS are everywhere, all across the globe. 
once they enter the environment, they are persistent, they don't break down. In fact, they bioaccumulate in the ecosystems that they enter and they bioaccumulate in our bodies. So in other words, this is a water quality problem that is widespread and which will be with us for a very long time. Yeah, and um, when I hear that, and Brianna, I know you've been doing a lot of work with PFAS, around PFAS, you've been doing a lot of research. How are you trying to stay on top of it all? What's, uh, what, are your, uh, what are your options and techniques? Well, there certainly is a lot of information out there on PFAS, and it seems like every day there's a new story uh, coming out about it. But here at WQA, it really is a team effort so we have a whole group of staff members who are following the PFAS issue. So we're looking on topics ranging from what's the new research coming out about PFAS, what updates are there to the occurrence data, uh, what regular, regulatory changes are occurring. And then we also have members who are very involved with PFAS who are very good at bringing issues to our attention as well, which we do our best to address through our member education. So a lot of different ways we're getting information on PFAS and just doing our best to stay on top of everything that's happening in this space. Yeah, and since we had really quite a bit of data and information collected, we wanted to put things together so that it would be easy for dealers, again, primarily, to go to a place and uh, and have access to this information. So let's talk about the new PFAS portal and um, you know how dealers can understand PFAS and, and, and really help answer customer questions, Eric. I, I know that's really kind of the point of it, right? We, we, have to, we have to make sure they know what to say and do when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to dealing with their customers. So let's step through the process here, or so let's step through the resources that we have. What are we offering? So as you said, Wes, the, the PFAS portal is where we're collecting all of the resources that WQA has, which is which are specifically written for dealers. We have videos, we have guidance documents, we have a downloadable handout that dealers can give to their customers. There's technical information. Um, you can think of it as a one-stop shop when it comes to PFAS, specifically designed for water treatment dealers. Yeah, that's great. And Brianna, he mentioned, uh, Eric mentioned this guide. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So we developed a guide with consumers in mind. So it's a simple uh, handout, one page front and back, covering the very basics of PFAS. So what are PFAS? Why are we concerned about them? How might you be exposed? If your water contains PFAS, how do you treat for that? And also has information on finding a qualified water treatment professional to help walk them through how to handle PFAS. Um, it could also be used by dealers uh, as a handout for their customers if they have questions about PFAS. Yeah, it's, a, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a very valuable tool and it will be one of those items where, again, you can just simply leave it behind as you, uh, as you walk out the door. Um, and then, Eric, we're also talking about the chemistry so that if one wants to get a little bit more into the details, right, um, of PFAS, they can, they can do that as well. Yes, well, as a chemist, um, I guess chemistry is not always the favorite topic of dealers, right? But as a chemist, I don't really understand why. It should be everybody's favorite topic. But on the portal, we provide 
the information that dealers need to know about PFAS in, in very easy to understand terms. But yes, we do get into the, we do link to the WQA knowledge base, which has more detailed technical articles on PFAS, including the chemistry. Right. And the knowledge base is one of the member benefits of being a WQA member. So uh, the, the things we're talking about here uh, essentially are for members. So we're happy to direct you to WQA membership if you're not yet a member but would like to take advantage of these resources. So uh, let's talk about treatment. Uh, in, your, in your video, you did talk about treatment, Eric. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about what dealers need to know about that, uh, that aspect. So the, the mainstream technologies for PFAS treatment have been uh, activated carbon and reverse osmosis for point of use installations or anion exchange for point of entry installations. Now, many of these products, um, the, many of the, the treatment products have already been independently tested and certified to remove PFAS, or at least the manufacturer can provide you with test data showing which PFAS it can remove effectively. Um, but there's new PFAS chemicals constantly being detected in the drinking water, and the EPA is proposing new limits for PFAS in drinking water. So right now it's all kind of a, a moving target. So in many cases, it may be necessary for dealers to do additional testing before and after treatment in the field just to ensure adequate PFAS removal. And another thing um, to keep in mind is dealers should keep an eye on emerging technologies in this space. Because PFAS are so prevalent and widespread in the environment, like we talked about, they are everywhere, um, there's a lot of money being spent on research and development of new technologies that will remove PFAS from drinking water. And I anticipate that some of those technologies will impact the point of use and point of entry industry in the next three to five years. So something else to keep an eye on. Right. And a lot of that new technology will be front and center at upcoming WQA convention and exposition shows. So uh, just another reference there to what WQA has to offer. So, uh, Brianna, we also talk about or touch base on the regulatory side of things, right? Right. So as Eric mentioned, the EPA has proposed new national primary drinking water regulations for six different PFAS compounds. So on the PFAS portal, we have a brief overview on what those proposed regulations are, as well as uh, the comments that WQA submitted to the EPA regarding those regulations. And if members would like to dive more into the information on regulations, they are welcome to reach out to our government affairs department, who has been very involved with following everything going on in the regulatory world regarding PFAS. Excellent. And we should also point out, if we haven't already, that this is going to be a, a situation where we'll continue to add more information, more news, more videos, et cetera, as time wears on, as we as we learn more about PFAS and, and try to figure out uh, what is the best way for our members to move forward with this information. So we do have a lot of information already on the new PFAS portal, but we will just say, hey, it's it, it'll be something to keep checking from time to time. Um, but also, Eric, what if they have questions? What if members have questions and they're not finding a specific answer? What would you suggest? 
um, you can always reach out to us with general inquiries at WQA at WQA.org or core and premier members can reach out to the technical affairs group, Brianna and I, in other words, for member technical support. All right. Well, we invite you to check out the new page. And it's been uh, the culmination of a lot of work on WQA staff and also some feedback from WQA members. So we appreciate all of that and the work that's gone into it. Again, we have uh, been featuring our Technical Affairs Director, Eric Yegi and Technical Affairs Manager, Brianna Pazadek. So thanks both of you for joining us on WQA Radio. Thanks, Wes. Thank you. And our motivational minute, what does winning look like? Another football season is upon us, and we want our team to win, right? I'm reminded of Vince Lombardi's famous quote, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. So what does it take to win? Well, above all else, it takes more than just you. You build a business or organization by collaborating with others who form a team. But even further, you win by being part of a community. Members of the community come together to share ideas, success, failures, new ideas, and experiences. You can't get that if you try to go it alone. The power of community literally can transform who and what we are into something bigger and better than we could ever imagine. If you're in the water treatment business, that community is the Water Quality Association. If you're not yet part of our community, why, join today to see what winning is all about. WQA tip, we are now sharing these podcasts on YouTube. That's right, YouTube. Go on over to WQA's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C slash Water Quality Association videos. And then look for the podcasts. You'll see the video of our podcast interviews right on your screen. And video, you know, offers another dimension, doesn't it, to... Uh, to really our podcasts and uh, the, the guests that we present and can be another resource for you and your team. Perhaps you might want to show these videos at a meeting or perhaps part of your training or onboarding. I'm sure there are a lot of possibilities. WQA Podcasts now on YouTube. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.